Hi friends, and welcome to the Assyrian Podcast. My name is Steve, and I'm the host of the Assyrian Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Assyrian Podcast. As you can imagine, I am not Steve. (laughs) My name is Adessa, and I am thrilled to be a co-host, mainly covering the greater Toronto area. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Assyrian Podcast. My name is Rhoda, and I'm so excited to be joining Stephen Adessa as a co-host. Hello, everyone. My name is John, and I am very excited to be the newest member of the Assyrian Podcast. I represent the fine city of Chicago, Illinois. This is the first Assyrian podcast taking place in Australia with your new host, Cynthia. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Assyrian Podcast. You're listening to episode number 40. My name is Ninorta, and I'm your newest co-host from the hot and sunny state of Arizona. Welcome, everybody, to episode 44 of the Assyrian Podcast. My name is Robina, and I'm your newest co-host from Germany. What's What's up, up, everyone? everyone? Welcome to the Assyrian Podcast. We're your hosts, Steve and Adessa. And it is so good to be here with you. Today is a special episode. We've hit a milestone with episode 50, and so we thought we'd stop and do something a little different. We're incredibly proud of what we, along with the rest of our team, have been able to create and deliver to you every Tuesday. We're about to retell the story of the first year of the Assyrian Podcast. We'll discuss how this whole thing started, and along with the journey, you'll hear from our hosts, from listeners like you who've submitted their favorite episodes, as well as where we plan to go with this in the future of the podcast. So whether you're washing dishes, or you're taking a hike, or you're exercising, or you're on your commute to work, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Steve, so you're the one that created all this. When did you think of the idea? It's, it's pretty daunting to hear that I created it, which is kind of cool. But I always consider you a co-founder, and I always say that you're a co-founder because while I started it, it wouldn't be what it is in its format without all the people, and you played a major huge role that we're going to get into today. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, when did this idea pop up in your mind that you wanted to create the Assyrian Podcast? So in 2017, I was working very hard in my regular job which I enjoyed doing, but I also wanted a different outlet, a place to express myself and and to work on a cool and fun project. So I'd always been into podcasts and it made sense to do an Assyrian podcast because there's a vault of really amazing Assyrian people. People like Linda George, Patrick Bet David, and so many over the past 49 episodes that I knew if we would have heard their story, it would have inspired and encouraged us. So there's so many podcasts out there and I thought, well, if I was going to start one, I really wanted to have fun getting into audio and how do you get this thing on the iTunes store and Spotify and Google Play. To me, the one that made the most sense to move forward with was doing the Assyrian podcast. All right. And so what month and year are we talking here? Yeah, November 2017 is when the idea first came up. Actually, November 2017 is when I first bought the domain. Nice. So it was official, official. Yes, (laughs) yes. Like it was going to happen. And I should also mention that when I had the idea, I didn't want to think about it for years and years. I wanted to launch and if it bombed, it bombed. First thing I did is I, after I secured the domain, I reached out to a longtime friend named Eva Toma to create our logo. Mm -hmm. 
and Eva is some, she's an architect in Chicago and she also does graphic design work, but she's someone where I described to her what the podcast would be about and she came back with the design. What did you tell her exactly? Imagine someone who's listening to a podcast or listening to audio and they're cool, they're proud of who they are, um, they're trying to find their way in the world and they're a Syrian. Nice. And lo and behold, she presented our little Assyrian hipster dude. She did such a fantastic <laughs> job with that thing. It's amazing. It is. And so many people love it. I'm interested to see who's going to be the first one to get the Assyrian podcast tattoo. Is it going to be you? I would. I would like to get one. I would. <laughs> I've mentioned that. And at some point, I, I think I'm going to end up making that happen. So. If, we end, if someone ends up getting it tattooed, do we have a prize for them? Okay, if someone tattoos the Assyrian podcast on their body, snaps a photo, tags us <laughs> in it, we will send them an Assyrian podcast mug. Bam, bam, bam. Such a good comparison, right? Tattoo, coffee mug. So after I got the logo back from Eva, the next thing was to do my best and launch. And I wanted to share some core ideas of when I was launching. One was that I wanted it to inspire Assyrians all over the world organically. This wasn't going to be a thing where we preached at people about why they should be proud to be Assyrian. It was about how do we just help people see the amazingness and the beauty within our Assyrian culture, which that's where doing interview formats made the most sense because you actually get to know the person. And is that where they would get that sense of feeling like they were proud to be Assyrian is through listening to these stories? Was that your idea? That was the plan, and I wanted to actually approach every interview so that the person being interviewed also felt appreciated, because they deserve to be appreciated for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, the other core concept with the Assyrian Podcast was making sure that it was sustainable. I had a full-time, and I still have a full-time job, so this wasn't something that it was going to be all controlled by me. I needed the crowd, the Assyrian world, to come through and help with it. One of the core rules was that every episode would be in person. We wouldn't do phone interviews. Uh, we didn't do Skype interviews. And the reason why is because I felt if I couldn't get more Assyrians involved in this thing, then it wasn't worth keeping it going. Hmm. That if but I, I think there's also another component to that where interviewing somebody and seeing them and speaking with them face to face supersedes all of those other outlets. Like nothing beats in person. I agree. And we've seen you know, throughout our episodes now how much more of an intimate experience. Plus, as Assyrians, you know, we really care for one another and seeing someone and talking to them, interacting with them in person, it, it had a value. The other thing is, imagine if I would have been like, oh, yes, we'll do phone interviews and Skype interviews, then I would have to be doing those on a weekly basis all the time. So the challenge for the podcast was, is it going to be popular amongst the Assyrians? Are we going to be able to get enough hosts to be able to crowdsource it with cool interviews? Um, and if not, then it was going to be a once every three months I would publish an episode or when I felt like someone I really wanted to interview. The thing that I appreciated about the podcast and its inception was that you started off with Linda George and arguably Assyrians all over the world know who Linda George is, but they don't know her or do we really know her outside of her being a 
an entertainer, a singer? And the answer is really no. And that first episode really allowed us the ability to get to know who Linda George is as a person. So that was a really strong start to the podcast. And I knew that this was going to be something different than I had heard before. And then the next one was Martin Umadon and Again, so many Assyrians know who Martin Umadon is, the president of the Assyrian American National Federation. And, you know, he's involved in so many Assyrian initiatives, but this was a really cool opportunity to take that Assyrian hat off and get to know who Martin is, his upbringing, outside of just the Assyrian realm. And those are the kind of things that you won't hear on a speech Sunday night at the banquet in a convention setting, you know? And so with those first couple interviews and episodes, you really got a chance to understand that this podcast and the direction that it's going was going to go into a direction that we have never seen before. With those first five episodes, there was a lot of diversity in thought. And I did want to go the extra mile asking Martin Yomarin, for example, like what happens with all the money that's comes in through the convention where does that go and to be able to get straight and honest answers and then asking marawa for example uh, if you're an assyrian you don't find church interesting whose job is it to improve is it the church's job is it and um, i wanted to have and even having that conversation with savina about what is iraq like what's the political climate where does she see herself as a social activist I thought most people found those conversations to be intriguing and they were interested to hear more. In fact, let's play a couple audio clips that came in from our listeners about the Jay Mirza episode and we'll read something that came in about Savina. Hey guys, I'm Jesse from Frankfurt, Germany, and my favorite episode is definitely the one with Jay Mirza because the fact that his parents from Iran send him by the age of 12 and his two younger siblings, they send him to British India on a ship in 1946 without phones and planes just for the sake of education. That blew my mind. We need more stories of older people and their life experience because we can learn so much from it. So thank you, Assyrian Podcast for the opportunity to hear that. Thank you. And Lita Shamoon from Hamilton, Ontario says, her favorite episode is Savina Davoud because her passion and dedication to the Ituti organization, as well as her cultural perspective really moved me and ignited a flame that I am sure did the same for many people listening. Thank you for bringing the community closer and allowing Assyrians to learn and take pride from each other's stories. It's truly inspiring in every way to connect with those who share our identity from all over the world. Knowing that who we are is not defined by our statehood gives hope to keeping our beautiful culture and history alive. Looking forward to many more interviews. Well, Lita wasn't the only one who was ignited and excited about the Assyrian podcast because there was this one person who was sharing all the episodes, liking, and then telling their friends about it. And I got so excited because I thought, oh, this could be someone who could help with the Assyrian podcast. And her name is Odessa. <laughs> That's me. 
Yeah, um, like I was saying, I was really drawn into those first couple of episodes and I knew that this was going to take a new and fresh approach that I really wanted to get behind. I loved, uh, that was the time that I was starting to listen to podcasts more. I really love the concentration and focus on audio because you're just really focusing on the message that the person is trying to convey. So as soon as I saw this opportunity and you reached out to me asking if anyone was interested in being a host. I was like, yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> um, I definitely wanted to join the team. And I knew of so many stories that needed to be captured and put onto the, the Syrian podcast. That was a time that I had recently moved to the Hamilton, Toronto area. So I knew of at least five different episodes that I could easily get. So the first one I ended up doing was Lydia Bitjonan. She was the young entrepreneur, the CEO of Set Scouter. And her story was particularly inspiring because here's this young Assyrian woman who is doing amazing work in her startup. And in addition to that, she talks about her growing, her and her family growing up in Kazakhstan. Like, who even knew that Assyrians were in Kazakhstan and had this small but vibrant community? And you know, I I really strongly felt like that needed to be heard. And then you had people like Rosemary Georges who discovered her Assyrian identity later on in her life. And these are all important stories that represent the wide spectrum of Assyrians that we have. So that was really important to me. Yeah. And both of those interviews, you know, again, if I'm someone who's in California, I'd never heard of them. Right. Unless I had gone and visited or something. And so that was really exciting to be able to start hearing these different stories. But the other kind of story behind the story is getting you all up to speed on how to actually record and do interviews. So let's talk about your onboarding process. <laughs> yeah. So I remember I, I was on board. I was ready, but I didn't have the equipment. I didn't even know where to start. And so I remember you're like, don't worry, I have an extra blue Yeti. My computer was super old at that time. You're like, all right, don't worry, I have an extra hard drive. Like, let's make this work. And so you had sent that over to me. We were on FaceTime trying to figure out. This was the first time I'm opening my computer. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. So <laughs> another backstory is you and I had met at a Syrian convention about five years ago, had one conversation, hadn't spoken since. Yes. And then the next time we talked was, hey, Adessa, do you anybody might be interested in helping out with the Assyrian <laughs> podcast? Next thing I know, we're FaceTiming and you are, you know, opening up your MacBook Pro to put an SSD drive so that you can make it faster. And uh, that's awesome. It all coincided really well in terms of where you were with your life and being able to give the time and energy to starting and then learning how to do audio editing and Audacity and Adobe Audition. I know that was all new for you. It was. And it was a really interesting challenge too to go back and forth with our interviews because you're dealing with the process of finding people, setting up a time with them, actually doing the interview, editing, and really only having a week or so to do that. So I feel like that was a very fun time. Mm-hmm. Well, we <laughs> with committed the to every Tuesday, we we're going to do another episode. And just like we wanted to create a sustainable environment with the way we're interviewing folks and and getting co-hosts, we also wanted to do the same thing in terms of how we were going to get the word out in our social media. And that's when Stephen Lelham came to the rescue. That's right. And Stephen Lelham, I think we both knew. Yep. And 
uh, he had been liking and sharing a lot of our stuff. And so we reached out to him and Steven said, yes, I will take over the social media of all of this. And he's the one that did the graphics and was putting up every week. He was putting up images of who was going to be interviewed that week. I mean, those were some basic steps that really helped us to be able to focus on doing good quality interviews. That's right. That was allowing us to be able to take care of that. And then that allowed then Steven to work on social media. And we no longer had to worry about that. We knew we were in good hands. And for those of you that don't know Steven, let's let you hear from him. Hello, everybody. My name is Stephen Lelham. I am from Turlock, California, and I have been with the Stern podcast team since February of 2018. When I'm not doing the podcast, I'm usually taking pictures or I'm watching The Office. My favorite part about being involved in the Stern podcast is the great friendships that I've made with the co-host and all the different team members that help with the Stern podcast. My main motivation and driver for being of the Stern podcast team is the success that I've seen with what the podcast does for the stream community. And what keeps me excited is that looking forward to all the new Assyrians that, that I haven't heard their story yet and that I will from the future episodes. So it's always great knowing that there's Assyrians out there that, that are unknown and are being exposed. And, you know, the, the rest of the Assyrian community that live far away from these people or if they live in the same city that they don't know about the successes they have. So that's what's really exciting about the Assyrian podcast is it's a platform where Assyrians get to tell their story to other Assyrians and non-Assyrians about the great stuff that they have done in their life. So once we had our social media in place, it actually opened up the door for the next major step for the podcast, which was getting a sponsor. And so there was this guy out there named John Oshana. John was liking our stuff. He was snapping it. He was messaging me. And he was totally behind the podcast. And then one day we got a call saying, I'd like to sponsor. So we were happy to bring John as a sponsor. And with that being said, a special thank you to our sponsor, John Oshana from HomeSmart. Whether you're thinking about purchasing or selling your home, either in Arizona or California, contact John Oshana Real Estate Professional at 209-968-9519 on Facebook at John Oshana Realtor or at John.Oshana on Instagram. And really, we're so thankful for John because he was the one that really believed in the podcast and really stepped in as our first sponsor. And John is all around an amazing guy. I know that, you know, early on, Steve and I would frequently check in with him and ask him from a listener's perspective, like, how is this going? How did you react to that? What can we be doing? So we really appreciate John and and all that he's done for the podcast. So again, Arizona or California, he is your guy. And around the time when John came on, you also did an interview with May Ishak. And this, for me, was one that I felt blew open the doors for what was possible within the Assyrian podcast. This episode specifically captured someone's story who's, who's been through one of the most difficult things, right? Her husband was assassinated, and then she had to raise her kids, and then she had to move countries. And to be able to capture that on the Assyrian podcast... I think it was a game changer for us. It allowed us to talk about something that was really difficult, but it also felt redemptive to hear her story. And one of our listeners called in, so we want to go ahead and play that clip. Hey, this is Rain from Chicago, Illinois. I have truly loved all of the Assyrian podcast episodes thus far, but if I had to choose a favorite, it would definitely be episode 13 with May Ishak. 
I think that so often we hear about stories of incredible sacrifice and courage, but don't realize that our own people have these stories to tell. Tragically, they often go untold and for the most part have been lost to history. And May's story is one of bravery and unimaginable strength, and it should be heard by Assyrians everywhere. I'm so glad that the Assyrian podcast has created a platform where these stories will be heard. Thanks, guys. So we knew we had something special with the May Ishak interview, and we knew that the podcast was growing. We also knew that we wanted to start getting to other cities where there were other Assyrians and more stories. But we also wanted to be selective about who we were bringing on. We didn't want to just have anybody who you know, wanted to get in front of a mic because there was a special flavor within the Assyrian podcast. There was some distinctives going on there. And both Adessa and I knew Rhoda. Yeah, and with Rhoda, as I'm sure many of you have already listened, she is very well-spoken, and we knew that she would be good at being able to conduct the interviews, but also thoughtfully ask the questions that need to be asked. And so she was able to get some really amazing stories from the greater metro Detroit area. One of those was her first interview with Nathan Kalasho. And we'll actually play a voice record of one of the listeners who called in about that. Hey, Assyrian Podcast. This is Steve from Turlock, California. I'm calling in to let you know that my favorite podcast was the episode with Nathan Kalasho, uh, the, the gentleman who started Keys Grace Academy in Michigan. He personally inspired to me as an educator. Uh, I looked to emulate his success there, starting a Syrian-based school very inspiring episode and uh, look forward to hearing many more in the future. Thanks so much and keep up the great work. And another one that people really loved was the Alice and Liz Bailey. So we're going to go ahead and play now that clip as well from one of our callers. Hi, Shlam Alokhan. Ana Shimi Ili Juliet Iwan from Michigan. Makhburan kaat ma diyanokhan. Awa episode yan spakta bit Alice and أنا بسأك تيلك وفلان فقلو خنبيهن رابع بسمتوا وعليها ناطرو خن خاميلة خن بطلع بخ من ماريا فشم بزودا بناش الدين تيلي بربزب دوكانه بس ما جانو خن ماريا خاميلة خن. And now we should also let you hear from Rhoda herself and her journey being on the Assyrian podcast. Hey everybody, this is Rhoda, and I am the co-host that covers the Metro Detroit area in the state of Michigan. I can't believe we've reached episode 50. Thanks for everything you've done to spread the word about the podcast. Every like and share and, hey, did you listen to the latest episode, has gotten us here, and we're so thankful for your support. I've been with the Assyrian Podcast since May of 2018, and it has been such a pleasure being a part of the team. I'm fully aware that I would not have met so many of the people I got to interview last year had it not been for the Assyrian podcast, and I will forever be grateful for that opportunity. In my free time, if I'm not tracking down folks for interviews or recording interviews for the podcast, I'm usually either cooking or reading. I believe so strongly in the power of the food we share with others and the toil and love that goes into preparing a dish and the ways in which we can show our gratitude, compassion, and love through food. And I also love books because I believe in the power of stories, 
how they make us feel less alone in our struggles and force us to face our inner demons and sometimes answer some really hard questions about who we are and what kind of world we want to live in. And I think it's that same love for stories that has motivated me to be a part of the Assyrian podcast team because I think the more we hear other people's stories and listen to their struggles, aspirations, uh, sometimes failures and accomplishments and their dreams, the more we understand ourselves as individuals but also as a nation. As Assyrians, we're so scattered all across the world, and I'm just so thrilled to be a part of a project that gives a voice to individual stories, and those stories help to diminish the distance between us by reminding us of all of our commonalities, but also sometimes helping us see our differences not as obstacles, but as points of strength. Um, And I'm so excited about 2019, and I am looking forward to bringing you more stories from my corner of the world. Thanks, Rhoda. We love having you on board with the Assyrian podcast as well. And after we had gotten Rhoda on board, there was this amazing opportunity coming up in Washington, D.C. It was the Assyrian National Policy Conference. It was the first one. And what I loved about the Assyrian National Policy Conference, they did such a good job of getting these power hitters within the Assyrian world all in one room. And then there was panel discussions, and they were about very difficult topics. So I was thankful to be in that room and to be able to hear so many of those people talk about that stuff. But I also was able to conduct many interviews on the side, like with people like Simo Parpola, who I had only had seen his books when I was in graduate school. Little did I know that I'd actually get to meet one of the foremost Assyriologists ever. And there was also Professor Ephraim Yildiz, who's a professor at University of Salamanca in Spain. And there were several other people there that I was able to connect with and do some really amazing interviews. So what was it like to approach those people and ask them for an interview? It was intense. You didn't know. Like, for example, with Simo Parpola, there was going to be a strong chance I'd never have that opportunity again. He flew in from Finland, right? A lot of it was you just put your best foot forward and you hope that they have the time and you can figure it out from a practical perspective. And thankfully, many of them were ready to go and we got some pretty good interviews done. I do remember with Simo Parpola, for example, we couldn't find a room. There wasn't an open room. It was lots of people. And so we had to actually create like a makeshift room with these walls and doors that uh, we had to move. And then people would walk in in the middle and veer them in another direction. So it was a lot of fun. It's the beauty of the podcast. (laughs) That's what also makes the podcast sustainable. I didn't have a huge set. I mean, I had decent amount of equipment, but it wasn't like I had to take with me, you know, a whole U-Haul full of equipment. So after being at the Assyrian National Policy Conference and being in Detroit through Rhoda, we knew we had to get to the second capital of Assyria, which is, of course, Chicago. Chicago, Chi-Town. And that's when we had reached out to John Genza, who we knew had experience in a podcast, and he has an amazing radio voice. So we knew we had to get him on. We reached out to him, and he was on board. And the first interview that he did was with Rain Hanna. I do want to say it was first Nardin Zarkis who mentioned to me of considering, because I didn't know John, and so I just added him on Facebook, and we did some messaging, and then thankfully you knew him too. We kind of slowly got John on board. And yes, as you were saying, some of his first few interviews with Rain Hanna and Tony Caligaracos, people really appreciated them. Let's have John introduce himself. Sounds good. 
Hello, Assyrian Podcast listeners. It is John from Chicago celebrating episode number 50 with all of you. I've been around for roughly half of the episode so far since about July of 2018, and I'm very excited not only for what we've done so far, but what we will continue to do in the future. One of the main reasons why I joined up with the Assyrian Podcast team was to get the word out. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of Assyrians that not everybody has heard about, uh, including myself. There are so many names that I had no clue about, no stories that I knew about prior to this podcast that Steve had launched and uh, Adessa and Rhoda and all of everybody who's hosting right now has interviewed so many great names that I otherwise would have never heard about. There would have been stories I would have never heard about, and they're so inspiring and motivational. And I think we need to get more of that word out. We need to keep supporting one another, and we need to keep telling these stories about great Assyrians from all over the world, not just here in the United States or in Canada, but just all over the place. I want to thank each and every single one of you listening right now for getting the word out, for listening. Whether you listen every week or you play catch-up or you've only heard a few episodes so far, you are an integral and important part of this podcast because without you, we're just a bunch of people talking into a microphone and not getting the word out, and that's very important. So I want to thank each and every single one of you, and keep getting the word out, keep listening. Thank you very much. Here we are in Central Valley, Toronto, Detroit, Chicago. And in the same way that we were growing our co-host, Stephen Lelham was still doing all the social media work. And we were trying to help him out as much as we can while also conducting high quality interviews. So another huge blessing came the podcast way when Tanya Daniel from San Jose said that she would love to be a part of our team. Yeah, and being able to allow another person concentrating on our social media and our marketing really helped to ramp up the quality that we were able to provide on a week-to-week basis. We started to get previews of episodes and these beautiful graphics and her working with Steven allowed for this really dynamic duo to go hard on the social media and marketing. Actually, let's hear from Tanya. Hi everyone, this is Tanya from sunny San Jose, California. I manage the social media accounts for the Syrian podcast. I have been an avid listener since episode one, and I felt like I needed to be involved. So I reached out and began my creative journey with the Assyrian podcast last August. Steve, Edessa, and all of our hosts are amazing, and I am so appreciative of them for bringing us stories from all over the world. Without the podcast, I probably would have never had the chance to hear about all the great and talented Assyrians out there. When I am not on Instagram and Facebook for the Assyrian podcast, I am out and about. Hiking, volunteering, dancing, exploring, and of course, drinking a lot of chai. I'm so happy to be a part of the Assyrian podcast and love all of our interviews. We are all celebrating episode 50 together. Thank you. This was also around the time where it was the Assyrian National Convention. And so we knew that we really wanted to go into convention and let people know about the podcast. Tanya came in at a perfect time because that's when we started to think about all of the different swag that we could bring and the Snapchat filters. And so we had tumblers passing around. We had our t-shirts on. We had stickers that we were able to pass out. So we really came to convention ready to let people know about the podcast. And we also got invited to speak on a panel at the Assyrian convention. It was called Assyrian Media in the New Age. And 
Joe Snell, who started the Assyrian Journal, was on that panel, and he actually just got done writing an article about the Assyrian podcast 50th episode. So go on theassyrianjournal.com and find this article about the Assyrian podcast and get more info on how the whole thing started. But Stephanie Youssef was the moderator, and she was on the behalf of the Assyrian Star magazine. And it was an awesome opportunity to hear from so many of you, to see you in person and here, you know, one one person said that they listen to the Assyrian podcast while they're on night shift. Another person says she always listens to it on her jog. And it was it was the first time in an arena of like lots of Assyrians from different places we were actually able to hear that, whoa, people are listening to this thing. So speaking of feedback, before we continue, we want to play you some of the feedback that's come in, some more clips. Hi, my name is Rima and I'm from Chicago. My favorite episode was episode 19 with Yvette Haddad. I enjoyed listening to her story of how she got married and the importance of giving her children Assyrian names. I also love learning about her work with but not an Assyrian Heritage Center. Hi there, my name is Atli. I'm from Chicago. My favorite episode this far was with Nurse Nardine because of her open and honest conversation about death. It um, inspired me to think critically about it and try to have the same conversations with my family and my loved ones. Thank you for all that you guys do. Keep up the great work. Here's an email that came in about Julian Ibrahim. Hey all, huge fan of the podcast and I've recommended it to every Assyrian I know. I have to say my favorite episode was episode 34 with Julian Ibrahim. I've always wanted to learn how to properly cook Assyrian food, especially because I plan on moving out soon, but I found out but I found online recipes to be difficult or somewhat unclear. After listening to Julian on your podcast, I immediately rushed over to her YouTube page and attempted to make vegetable stew. I say attempt because it looked nothing like it was supposed to, but I'll keep practicing and practicing until I make my mother and grandmother proud. <laughs> if it wasn't for your podcast, I would have never discovered Assyrian dishes on YouTube and would have never even attempted to learn how to cook Assyrian food because of how difficult I thought it was. She really makes it simple, and I believe the younger generation of Assyrians can really learn a lot from her videos. Keep up the great work at Assyrian Podcast, and I look forward to future interviews. Mars N. from Vaughan, Ontario. Thanks so much, Mars. So Mars, we're going to have to get the Assyrian podcast team over your place if we're ever there for a meal. <laughs> Absolutely. The other huge thing that happened at the Assyrian convention is we met two future co-hosts, Ninorta and Robina. And we're going to talk to you more about them later on. But that was actually where we first met them and got put the wheels in motion at the opportunity of having them come on board as hosts. Someone else that we also got in contact with was... Tony Caligarakis, who said that he would be interested in sponsoring the podcast. So that was our second sponsor. That was super exciting for us because it was helping to really legitimize this thing. We're, we were continuing to get positive feedback from all sorts of different directions, both about our social media, about our interviews, and then to get a second sponsor was also really awesome. And we knew that if we were going to continue ramping up and expanding our team, that we really needed to include better equipment for everybody to ensure that there's consistency in the interviews and everything that comes along with that. So having someone like Tony sponsor the podcast allowed for that opportunity. And with that being said, this episode of the Assyrian Podcast is brought to you by Tony Caligarakos and the Injury Lawyers of Illinois and New York. If you know anyone that's been in a serious accident, please reach out to Tony Caligarakos. 
Tony has been recognized as a top 40 lawyer and a rising star by Super Lawyers Publication and has obtained multiple multi-million dollar awards. Tony can be reached at InjuryRights.com or 847-982-9516. And I just have to say, like, Tony is an amazing guy. I remember in December when I was in Chicago and I was looking for a space to interview Lisa and Jacob David. He opened his space after hours, no problem, said that we could do this anytime. He'd be happy to. I know he said that to John as well. So, Tony, we appreciate you supporting the podcast in more than one way. And the other thing that Tony coming on board as a sponsor allowed us to do was to consider traveling and spending a little more money, which is what allowed us to go interview one of our other more popular interviews that you'll get to hear from our callers about now. Hey there, my name is James Babana out of Morton Grove, Illinois. Just wanted to say thanks for all the good work that you're doing, putting out some great content. Uh, I really enjoyed the Patrick the David episode and thought it was great to hear a story from somebody who built from the ground up and made it big. So keep doing what you're doing. It's great work, and uh, I'd love to hear more. Thanks. Hey, Mr. Aaron Podcast. I've got to go with episode 37, interview with Patrick Bet David. It was a great podcast episode, and I loved hearing about Patrick's upbringing, his struggles, and how he was able to discover himself through hardship. He is someone to look up to not only as a mentor, but someone who has been there and made the best of every situation, which has led to his success as an entrepreneur. Keep up the good work, Assyrian Podcast. There seems to be an entrepreneurial spirit amongst Assyrians. There's so many different ones who are like publishing books or looking at starting their own business. Um, even on the podcast, we mentioned Patrick Bet David, Lydia Bet Yonin, Kevin Markarian, so many different ones who are being inspired, which is awesome. And we actually ended up getting another host who came to us from Australia, and her first interview was with her brother, who took a vacation using all cryptocurrency. And her name is Cynthia, and she lives in Australia, so it was awesome because we got to go to a new continent and and hear from her about what's going on in Australia. But I want to actually let you hear from her yourself. Hey everyone, it's your Australian co-host here, Cynthia. So excited to join you all to celebrate our 50th episode. We really appreciate your support along the way. It means so much. I joined the Assyrian podcast back in November, so not too long ago. The way I ended up joining the Assyrian podcast was I was a long-time listener, first-time caller. I got in touch with our lovely co-hosts, Odessa and Steve, just to see if they needed a bit of a hand with spreading the word here in Australia. And lo and behold, I ended up joining the team. One of my favorite things about being a part of the Assyrian podcast team is being able to meet with like-minded people from across the world, thanks to the internet, and also sharing ideas, working out how we can do things differently, bouncing ideas off of each other. It's a really supportive network and to be able to do what we do is fantastic. One of the biggest motivators for me to join the Assyrian podcast team was definitely to present those people who might not have a physical Assyrian network or community around them with stories that, you know, inspirational, relatable, and also interesting. Podcasting is such a simple tool, but it's a powerful tool. And the fact that it's able to connect those dots from across the world, from all corners, from south to north, it's fantastic. In the year ahead, I can't wait to bring you more stories from Assyrians down under. Again, thank you so much for your support along the way. Happy episode 50. Yeah, Steve. And, 
you know, it was really important that I think that was a huge marker for us when Cynthia came on board because we started to expand out our stories outside of North America. We knew we had these stories from all over the world because Assyrians are scattered all over the world. So this allowed us the ability to hear from stories in Melbourne, Australia. And some of you might be wondering why it's been so long since we've heard from Cynthia. Well, it's because she got married but her honeymoon is over over yeah so she's like <laughs> we've been asking her when's your next episode when's your next episode so you'll be hearing from cynthia sooner than later now earlier we told you about ninorta and rubina and meeting them at convention in november and december we were actually able to bring them on board Ninorta at that time was traveling in Australia, and so she was able to capture some really key episodes from the greater Sydney area. And Ninorta has this ability, when there's a good interview that's there, she will get it. So let's actually hear from Ninorta herself. Shlama and Shlomo, everyone. I can't believe we've reached episode 50 of the Assyrian podcast. My name is Ninorta, and I'm one of the co-hosts representing the sunny state of Arizona. I've been with the podcast team since September 2018, and I was a huge fan of the podcast from the beginning and was so proud of the fantastic job they were doing that made me decide to join as well. It's been so great getting to meet so many different people and hearing from so many different Assyrians and their inspirational stories. On a personal note, when I'm not doing the Assyrian podcast, I'm involved in all things Assyrian whether it be at church or with the Assyrian American Cultural Organization of Arizona. But my other time is spent with family, working, or hiking. And one of the things that I really love about the Assyrian podcast is that it allows us to bring out those hidden gems that we have in our community. We have so many talented and inspirational Assyrians, and bringing their stories to light has been wonderful. I get so pumped when someone stops me at an Assyrian event and tells me how much they love the podcast, or that they loved a specific episode, or even when they suggest someone to interview or give any sort of feedback. Knowing that you all are listening and supporting us and that we are bringing Assyrians from all around the world together on one platform is amazing. And I'm so grateful to be part of this journey with the podcast team and with all of you. So thank you, Basim Araba, Taudi, for all of your support. And we look forward to bringing you more stories. Ninorta is one of our true go-getters. When Catherine Pauline was visiting from Hong Kong, Ninorta did not waste any time, scheduled an interview, and that was a favorite episode for so many people. And we have one caller who called and we want to play that clip for you. Hi, this is Sabrina. I've been listening to Assyrian Podcast for quite some time. My favorite episode has been uh, the one with Ninorta and Cardamom and T. I've been following Cardamom and T on, tea, on um, Instagram for quite some time have uh, used some of her recipes and suggestions, and it was really nice to hear the backstory behind what she is doing and how she started her blog. Um, and it was really nice to hear Nanorta conversate with her as well. Thank you guys so much for highlighting amazing Assyrians, and I look forward to continue listening. Thank you. And now on to our newest host, Robina. What we really appreciate about Robina is her enthusiasm for the Assyrian podcast, considering the fact that English is her third language. I don't know how many of you can hear it when you hear her podcasts, but I think that's phenomenal to be able to speak such good English, to be able to carry that conversation and to bring us content from people in Germany who we'd otherwise never know. I had no idea that there was a guy there who has been studying Assyrian music as in-depthly as 
Abud Zaytun. So one of the first things I learned was that there were Assyrian vinyl records dating back to like 1917. That's amazing that someone was able to figure that out and that we were able to capture that on the Assyrian podcast and share that kind of stuff with everyone. Yeah, and actually let's hear from Rabina herself. Guten Tag everyone, it's Robina, your co-host from Germany. And I've been part of the Assyrian podcast since December 2018, so not that long ago. But I've been a listener from the beginning and that's why I can't believe we reached episode 50. I remember when the first episode came out. And just like that, we're here. I love being part of the Assyrian podcast because it brings together people who, in different ways, unite through the Assyrian identity. When I'm not interviewing people for the podcast, I participate in AJM, the Assyrian Youth Association of Germany, which basically works for the same thing. Bringing Assyrians together regardless of what dialect you speak, which church you go to, or what country you come from. The only thing that matters, and that should always matter, is to respect each other and work to preserve our culture in all its aspects. I'm really looking forward to every new episode and every new inspirational person I will meet, and also every new listener, because without you guys, none of this would have been possible. So thank you so much for listening and supporting us and our ideas. So Deza, do you think we captured the story of the Assyrian podcast over its first year in the last 45 minutes? I think so. I think we we took our, our listeners on a nice tour of what the last year has looked like. But really, I think the most important thing to talk about is just a big thank you to all of our listeners who have supported the podcast at any point uh, since its inception, at midpoint, wherever it is that you started listening, we want to thank you so much for helping spread the word, for telling your friends, your family, for subscribing, for sharing on social media. All of that helps to spread the word about the podcast and really allows for the opportunity for people to listen to these amazing stories from Assyrians all around the world. I totally agree. So many of you who listen, you inspire us. You inspire us to work harder, to go after more stories, and to continue to increase the quality of what we're doing. So thank you. I know we've said thank you so many times, but we can't say it enough for all of your reviews, for all of your encouraging words, and for all of your tips on who we ought to interview next. So I think that's a wrap of where we've been, and now we can talk about where we want to go. Yeah. So going into 2019, we're going to actually stick with a lot of the stuff we did in 2018 that made us successful. One of the most important things is making sure that we are creating high quality episodes. We really want to get to know other Assyrians. We want to hear their stories and we want those stories um, to be impactful. So we as hosts are always looking at ways we can improve the kinds of questions we're asking our social media team is looking for ways that they could improve to continue to spread the word. And all around, we're working with more and more sponsors are emailing us and asking if they could become sponsors. We really want to improve the Assyrian podcast and stay on this trajectory of bringing high quality episodes. It all starts with a good episode. If you hear a good episode, you're going to want to share that good episode. That's kind of one of our main things is doing good, high quality episodes. That sort of leads into point number two, which is really securing more sponsorships because better equipment helps make for better quality interviews. 
allowing for more sponsorships allows for not only better equipment for our hosts, it allows for allocation for traveling funds to capture some of those really hard to reach stories and really better representation at events like conventions. So if you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring, please contact us at info at assyrianpodcast.com. We'd love to discuss that opportunity with you. The other thing we're interested in for 2019 is continue to keep an eye out for more hosts. So if you're living in an area where there isn't a host, you become a prime candidate for that. We have a onboarding process for everyone who asks to be a host. We always want to make sure that it's the right fit for them and for us. And so if you're interested, shoot us an email and let us know and we can take it from there. Um, the other thing we want to do in 2019 is make sure we get some episodes in that are in the Assyrian language. Many of you have asked about that. At the same time, we want to make sure that it's in a dialect that other Assyrians, all Assyrians are going to be able to understand. So we're going to keep an eye on that and making sure that we can possibly get you some interviews from around the world in the Assyrian language. And lastly, it's to ensure our representation at events like the National Policy Conference and the Assyrian Convention, as well as possibly other events all around the world. And this will allow for the opportunity for even more people to learn about the podcast. I've had a blast over the last year. I'm, I'm very appreciative of where the podcast has come and to be able to know that it's only continuing to grow and there's a lot of life in it. It's not only is it life-giving to us, but it's life-giving to those who hear the episodes. So again, special thank you to everyone who listens. And please continue to support us. Tell your friends, tell your family. A lot of people just don't know how a podcast works. So pick up your friend's phone, get them subscribed, share with them your favorite episode. And we appreciate being on this journey with you in 2019. The Assyrian Podcast truly is a family. And it's awesome that we are able to bring everyone together through this medium. And thank you for being a part of that. 